You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? everyone is having a wonderful day or evening or morning whenever you are listening to this uh, and you know i've been sitting thinking through uh you know some review of our nft purchases both for you know, our, our mint 365 project as well as some of the projects that i've um purchased and helped other friends or or recommended to other friends um to, per- to you know hey you should jump in on this project and hey you, this is something i believe in you know, it's such an interesting space that we live in with NFTs. And part of the interesting aspect is, you know, I've talked a lot about ownership um, on this podcast. You know, the idea that uh, with a decentralized organization, the idea that the contracts and the way that these are all written up is that each one of us that own an NFT within a project, no matter how big, no matter how small, we own our, our own, you know, NFT that we actually purchased, but we also have ownership in the actual project and, and in the, you know, in many ways, the company that it's involved with. And one of the things that's been really hitting me lately is what is, what comes with that ownership, right? What, not only, you know, the thing, if you've, if you've noticed on this podcast, I've talked a lot about, you know, utility and all of the things that kind of go into what you get for owning the actual uh, NFT and and how you can make decisions and how you can decide if a uh, if an NFT is worthwhile. But here's the thing that I haven't covered: what is our job as owners? And I've been thinking a lot about the NFT community space because for those that don't know, you know, for me, I've been not only a proponent of community. You know, it's chapter one in, in the book that I've written, uh, which is, says that the future of business is community. But I'm also a big advocate for defining community and understanding that community is much more than an email newsletter or email list that you have or how many people you have in your Discord or how many followers you have on Twitter. And and really, you know, I, I focus a lot on you know, the difference between a community and a network or a community and an audience. But I'm not going to, I don't want to dwell on that for this episode. The thing that that was really hitting me was with each of us, with each NFT that you purchase, and I'll, I'll ask you to think about this. If those that have bought an NFT, if you haven't bought an NFT, I want you to think about this from the other side. So I want you to think about, you know, as an owner of something and collectively, all of the owners of that NFT make up the the community that is, you know, backing the project. What role do you take in the sales and the marketing? What role do you take in the communication and the innovation? And even the onboarding or offboarding, or in some cases, the community management, you know, the morale, the the conversation starter, the you know the ones that are you know quality control, maybe maybe even customer service in in some in some capacity. And the reason I bring that up that I think it's such an important aspect of this is, 
you know, we talked, you know, Twitter is going to very soon roll out the ability that if you are using a NFT as your profile picture, they will verify that you own the NFT and there'll be some, you know, um, authorization connected there. And, and I think, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just an aspect that what we're seeing, and I think this is such an important piece is that, you know, for me, I've been changing my, uh, my profile photos a lot and I got a couple comments from people and they're like, you know, Brian, it makes it a little hard to to fall, you know, to track you down or to see you in the feed because I'm not sure which profile photo you are. And you know, I I kind of was like, man, that's so true. But really, for me, the profile photo also is a great way for me to represent the communities that I am a part of, the communities that I believe in. And I will say, like one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of the projects that are that are either you know, in my wallet that are really doing bad or never really got off the floor. I also didn't really play my role in own, in the ownership of that. And I, and I started like looking back and deciding, you know, when did I, when do I decide to, to market or celebrate or amplify a project to my community? Because, you know, I, I really do believe that no one project, no one offer from a brand or a sponsor or someone paying me to shill something is worth jeopardizing the trust I have with my community. But I, I, I was worried a little bit. And, and thankfully, when I did a little bit of my own review, I was able to kind of identify that I wasn't, I shouldn't have been worried. But I was like, you know what, do I back a project or an NFT and put it as my profile photo only when that project is doing well or taking off or having momentum? Or is it is it the projects that I you know, I purchase and then I believe in, in what they're doing. And I will say it is definitely the latter. And I, and the reason I share that is not, not, not tap, tipping myself uh, by the cap or patting myself on the back, but rather I, I think it's such an important aspect of, you know, how, when someone, when your friends are asking you about, you know, what are NFTs, what are the projects that you own that you would recommend them to buy? And, in many cases, that means they have to buy it at the floor price that's available right now. So you have to almost confirm to them that the amount you're paying or they would be paying, well, you know, what is the value they get for that? And that's such an interesting way of looking at this, right? Because how would someone, you know, a, a crypto punk just recently sold for you know multiple millions of dollars. And, and, I, and I wonder to myself, what's the, when someone is talking to that person that's buying it about the value of that community and, and the ownership of that. How are they explaining that? And not because I really care about the crypto punk side of it. I actually flip, I care about the other side of this conversation for those that have bought an NFT that isn't, you know, holding value or worth anything at this point. You know, I ask you to look and, and kind of reverse engineer the idea of like, why did you purchase it in the first place? Were they able to deliver the things that you wanted or that they told you that they would deliver? You know, in many cases, that's what's, you know, I've noticed is that, there are projects that make promises that they just can't keep or they won't keep or they haven't kept. And part of that is like the, you know, the, it's really just part of this journey, right? We're, we're trusting that in many cases, people that we haven't known for very long, that what they say they're going to do to support the project is actually what they're going to deliver. But on the flip of that, how are we taking ownership within that community to make a difference as well? You know, and I would argue We've seen some projects that, you know, the founders just gave up on it and it was taken over by the community. You know, big shout out to Fame Ladies. Uh, for those that I'm a proud Fame Ladies holder, big fan of their community and 
you know, that project is one of those projects that, that went, went down that route where the founders were disconnected and, and not really a part of that. And, and the team, the community really revived it and turned it into what it is today. And I think, you know, I think the, the moral to, of the story to me of this is there's something beautiful about this shared ownership. The pride we can take when we see someone that has the same, you know, project profile photo that we have. And that pride, that like sense of like association is what I feel, you know, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you know, when I'm wearing my Pittsburgh Steel, I'm wearing actually a jersey right now. I'm wearing a Najee Harris jersey as we speak. And the Steelers don't play today, but I, I wear, I, I bleed black and gold 24 seven. But the pride I get was when, you know, I, I travel, you know, I don't leave home without my terrible towel. I have a Steelers tattoo. I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And for me, I, I moved out of there in third grade. I moved from Pittsburgh to Virginia Beach in, in third grade. And, you know, we still have season tickets as a family. And, and we, I go to a lot of games, uh, you know, been to multiple Super Bowls. But, you know, the, the sense of like association, right? When I meet somebody on an airplane or I, I land in a city and I hear things like, man, those Steeler fans, they travel everywhere. And I often joke, I'm like, well, we do, but we, Pittsburgh was also a tough place to live in the you know, early 90s and uh, most of the 90s. And a lot of people moved away and now it's a much better uh, you know, place to live and, and no knock on Pittsburgh at all. But that association is like, those are my people, right? If someone comes at me and is like, here we go, or like, let's go Steelers, you know, I'll shake their hand, I'll, I'll talk to them. And for me, it's always been something that I just like thoroughly enjoy. And my daughters will even say, they're like, oh, daddy, you're wearing that hat because you know people are going to say something about you know your team or it's going to draw attention or whatever that may be. And they're, they're right. And so the interesting thing that I'll kinda, I would love for you to ponder on is that in the digital world, in social media, in blog posts, websites, where do we have that sense of like, you know, not only are these are my people, but that person is also representing that photo or that profile photo, or they're using that hashtag in their, their Twitter bio, or they're talking about it on uh, their Instagram account. Where else do we go where that sense of like pride and ownership and association is something that we can broadcast to the world, that we can you know, take that ownership and be the marketing, be the, the soapbox, be the, you know, the pride of the project. And I'm going a, I'm to a share a little as we were kind of wrap through this, I just want to share a little story on what I did wrong in that. And I will tell you the, the first project NFT project that really, it just spoke to me. It was one that, you know, I, I minted and, and you guys have probably heard me talk about it a lot. Not a lot, not enough. That's part of this whole story here is, you know, is crypto dads. And I want to say like, you know, when I found that community and that project, I was like, wow, like these, this is a cool project. And the floor took off and the community was like, you know, really, you know, into it. And, and this was right, you know, as you know, the middle of NFT summer, as things are just, you know, every project selling out and, and, you know, the, and I will say like, not only did the floor go crazy, but it was also just like this idea of like, wow, like everyone's representing it as the photo. And, and, and I've, you know, I've always been a proud dad. It's something that, you know, for the, since the day I became a dad, it's been part of my introduction every time I take the stage as a speaker. You know, my it, it says "girl dad of three every single time, or I guess it said "girl dad of one first, but you know, "girl dad of three now. And 
for me that, you know, that a sense of like pride and association has always been there with the dad. And, and I was saying, you know, I bought a crypto dad sweater, um, when I decided to make my t-shirt for crypto dads or for, uh, New York, uh, or NYC NFT or NFT NYC. I always get those backwards. I, I decided to put that PFP photo on the front of my t-shirt and I was very proud of that. And I was very like, you know, excited for that. And, that, and it was around that time, like the next two or three weeks that I noticed kind of a dip in that community. And I wasn't spending as much time in the community. I wasn't engaged with a lot of them um, as well. And they were doing, you know, giveaways and announcements. And I, I think I kind of stepped away from like my attention to that project. And then I, I noticed that, you know, as the floor price started to go down and uh, as I was engaging less with them, I almost, you know, I not only lost my connection, but I noticed myself not talking about that project as much as I was before. And I think I was guilty of this idea of like, well, I own it now, but do I want other people to be a part of it? And the crazy part about that, and the reason I share this, because you guys know I'm very open about my failures as much as my success, is the people and the reason that I was a part of that community did not change at all. And, and, you know, and maybe I was a little disappointed when I was in New York that I wasn't able to connect with other crypto dads because there wasn't a formal meetup and the, and the, the team that you know, behind the project hadn't like kind of launched anything, but really that's onus is on me. Like as owners, there was plenty of us crypto dads owners there that we should have created a meetup ourselves because we own part of that project. As crypto dads ourselves, we could have easily made that a, a big part of the conversation because just like with the creator coins that back this podcast, the more people that are holding the NFT, the more people that want the NFT, the more people that are holding ADHD coin, the better it is for every person that's holding ADHD coin. And that's different than everywhere else, right? Like us getting someone onto Instagram does not make it better for us. It actually makes it worse, right? Because then our algorithm is even more messed up. But in this NFT space, there is this sense of ownership into what is our role in not only that NFT community, but our role in helping succeed. And, I, and I'm going to put this out there is that, you know, like I, I'm going to take a little bit of that blame that, you know, as the, the floor dipped, as, you know, Crypto Dads maybe wasn't as part of a bigger part of conversation around me, you know, I had two choices to continue to back a project that I you know believe in or to kind of stay silent. And I will tell you, if there's anything the last three years have taught me is that silence does not help in any of these type of scenarios. And silence, uh, and often cases just allows us to not have to make a decision and not, you know, be the supporter of our own, the things that we own or stand up for the people that need to be stood up for. And I, and I will say like, for me, like I'm a, I'm a fan and I'm still a fan and you know, I have my sweatshirt, you know, hanging out behind me and, you know, yesterday I got to get on a phone call with one of the founders of Crypto Dads and shout out to Drew, uh, my buddy Drew, who's part of this project here. Uh, and he has uh, some cool projects he's working on that I'll be teasing out very soon that I'm going to, uh, well, you'll have to wait for that, that announcement. But um, Drew, you know, I got Drew on board with Crypto Dads. Actually, we were sitting out to dinner together and I, I kind of warmed down and he finally bought himself a, a Kobe Crypto Dad that has the uh, Kobe LA jersey on. And I was super stoked. We took a picture and you know, shared it out. And so Drew got you know one of the founders uh, on a Zoom call talking. We, were, we ended up having a, kind of a, a really awesome uh, collaboration and, and conversation. And I will tell you, you know, being able to see like the person behind the project and getting to get to know him a little bit better, I, w- I not only felt you know guilt in a way of me shying away from that, but I also 
felt very much pride that, you know, I am a part of that community and, and it's going to go through ups and downs, just like life and crypto, you know, crypto prices and everything else that goes on here. But I think that is something to think about. You know, think about this from a standpoint of the projects that are in your portfolio or maybe uh, a project that you're thinking about backing. You know, ask yourself, you know, how committed are you to helping this project succeed? What role are you going to play? And for some people, they're going to say, I I don't want to play any role, Brian. I just want to invest. I want to hold it. And then I want the price to go up. And then whenever the price goes to a place where I'm done with it, I'm going to get rid of it. Right. And that's a different conversation. Not a wrong conversation, just a different one that I'm having here today. But I, I do think of it as ownership. I think of it as pride. I think of it as um, our ability together. You know, I, I preach we is greater than me because I do believe that together we are better than just individuals or waiting for someone else to do something, right? There's no one coming around that's going to give us, you know, permission to take action. We have to take action ourselves. And so that's where I'm going to kind of leave you on this episode. I, I'm going to challenge all of us, you know, take action in the communities and projects that you own an NFT in. Be proud of what is going on there. Be active in their Discord. You know, volunteer for things that they have that, you know, that they are trying to do to amplify and, and grow that project. And if you're not willing to do that, I also don't think you have permission to complain when the community isn't doing as well or the price is going down. And I think that kind of goes both ways, right? We, if we have ownership, we can, we can take responsibility for what our role is in that ownership or we cannot. But I think in one of those scenarios, there's that heartfelt connection to what we have going on. And the other one, you know, we only usually feel bad if it's not going in our direction. And so I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to take that onus myself and uh, we're going to have the founder of crypto dads, hopefully both of them um, on the podcast um, in a week or two. Uh, after we had that great conversation, they agreed to come on the podcast. Uh, I am very bullish on crypto dads. Uh, this is, of course, not financial advice, but I, I minted it. And it's the only NFT that I immediately put in my hardware wallet because I was like, you know what? I'm holding this bad boy for as long as I can take it. And I'm going to tell you, the floor is low right now, way lower than I, I recognize. I I told uh, the founder on, on the Zoom call that we had, I was like, you know what? I haven't checked the floor on Crypto Dads in a while, which I haven't. And part of it is because the floor doesn't really matter to me. I knew I'm, I'm holding that project. And I the times I do check it was usually because it would just come up on a list. And I will say, you know, if you're looking for a project that has community, that is thinking big picture with partnerships and utility, you know, right now is the time to jump in on that. And but it's a hold. It's definitely a hold. And when we see like the Super Bowl come around and of course, like leading into Father's Day next year, you know, mark my words, come back and listen to this episode. And I can guarantee you, not only will you hear me more uh, in plenty of places talking about, you know, crypto dads, but, you know, I'm taking that ownership myself and also, you know, being a little bit more committed to that community and amplifying, you know, all of the great people that are, are a part of that, that project as well. So, you know, I think that's a, a beautiful thing in this NFT space is that we can all when we take ownership in something that we spent money on that we believe in and we all take a role role our own role in marketing and selling it and and telling the world about it that's how projects succeed that's how community grows and that's ultimately how we truly prove that we are greater than me till tomorrow my friends make it a good one this show is not financial.